0: Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Ladies and gents, boys and girls, TGIF, happy Friday. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, your host, the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up Show. Appreciate you all tuning in. In here on this Friday, we are rocking, we are rolling, taking your questions, comments, calls 843 790 3377. That's 843 790 3377. I see Greg Bedinger, John Edwards, C. Youngblood, Noah Johns, Austin Lewis, Travi, Brendan, uh, Ethan. What's up? Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord, head to the TDC Questions channel. The TDC Questions channel, be sure your questions are answered there. Again, we are live. Rocking and rolling here on a Friday, a victory Friday after last night's big win, Yardcocks taking it to the Florida Gators in a run rule victory. Of course, guys, I do want to hear from you, and uh, we'll get ready for tonight's game. 7 o'clock, right back at Founders Park, should be a damn good one. Guys, of course, as always, TDC brought to you by our friends over at Price Picks. Go download the prize Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, you can play literally anything and everything, college sports, pro sports, you name it. They have got it over at Price Picks. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show guys have made tons of money with their friends at Price Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. When you do, use that promo code TSP. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Again, guys, we're live on the Daily Crow. Taking your questions, comments, calls 843-790-3377. Also, guys, let me express the interest in, guys, if you ever have just any thoughts, you want your thoughts aired on the podcast, what have you, you know we play that we take listener questions and we also play voicemail. So if you ever have any reactions, you want to get it out there, call that number, leave us a voicemail, text that number, what have you. That is the TSUS hotline right there. It can be used really anytime. So 843 790 I'm sure to set it on do not disturb when the Daily Crow is not going on. So my phone's not just blowing up with these random numbers. And I'm actually taking a call like, hey, buddy, what's going on? What you thinking? So anyways, uh, you can call that number, text that number anytime you like. And uh, if you guys want to leave a voicemail, I'll take it on the podcast, what have you. Love uh, love, love hearing the reactions, right? The reactions, good, bad, and different to everything happening on and off the field. Uh, I see my guy Bruin Nation, what's going on? Todd Smith, uh, many folks, Stephanie Lee tuned in. Appreciate you all guys. Let me first also start and say thank you so much <clears throat> to those who came out last night to Carolina Alehouse Fort Mill. Had a great time. It's always great hanging out with the Fort Mill Gamecocks, and especially was a blast watching South Carolina get that big win over Florida last night. And guys, of course, what a game. How about the Gamecocks? I'll tell you this, though. After the last two weeks, I have a little bit of a different mindset, mentality, and energy coming in this show today, and even after the game last night. Because my immediate thought After South Carolina run-ruled Florida, and what a game. It reminded you, really, of Game 1 against LSU. I mean, and Game 1 against Vanderbilt as well. Like, it was very similar to the Game 1s we have seen. But my thought process on it, guys, is this. I ain't cracking a smile till the job is done. Job's not done yet. It's like the Kobe Bryant video when they're like, why aren't you smiling? He's like, is the job finished? The job ain't finished. The job ain't finished. Bottom line, job's not finished. You got to win one more game. Take the series, and until you do that, hey, then we can celebrate, then we can light the cigars, then we can talk crap. I'm not doing any of it until Carolina finishes the job. I've done that early twice, and it's backfired on me both times. I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing it again. So, I'm 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 pleased. I'm very pleased with last night's result. I'm very happy with a lot of things we saw, which we'll get into more so in depth. Very happy with it, but the job's not finished. Like I'm, I'm not cracking a smile. I'm not throwing a parade today. Job ain't finished. Bottom line. Uh, back to the Carolina Alehouse Fort Mill event, guys. Again, I want to say thank you so much, those who came out. And I also just want to make this point because, uh, you know, sometimes I fall down a rabbit hole on social media. And what I mean by that is, you know, I, I really just try to these days, especially on Twitter specifically, is what I'm talking about. Really, any social media platform, though. Like, I don't spend a lot of time reading the comments, I don't spend a lot of time reading the replies. Um, I'm simply there to use that to post content, use it as a tool to post our content and sort of let the replies do what they do. But every now and then, I I will, it's just a bad habit, if you will. I'll, I'll go down the rabbit hole of looking what people are saying, look at the replies to our tweets. And I've seen before people try to throw shade and throw disses at maybe how many people are at these events. Which, by the way, we draw really good crowds. We do. But uh, based off the location, Some are better than others, right? There's some spots we go to, we have 30, 40, 50 people show up. There's some we go to, admittedly, we have 5 to 10, maybe 15 show up, right? But let me make this point. And if you are a content creator, if you are someone who wants to be in this space, maybe you can use this as a life lesson or piece of advice. Because this is how I view the events. Whether 1 or 10 or 100 show up, it's a victory. It's a win. And my mindset and mentality from the beginning has always been if you're positively impacting, if we're positively impacting one person, we won. That's it. It's a win. If it positively benefits one person, if one person shows up and they find value from it, then it's a win. That's how I view it. That's how I see it. Until last night, we had more than one. We did. We had about 15, 20 people, I'd say, stop by, which was really, really cool. Sold some merch, watched the game, had a good time. But I just wanted to make that point. I wanted to make that point. The events are meant to be kind of a, a smaller gathering. If you, hey, listen, if hundreds of people showed up, I'd love that. But a smaller gathering of people who really rock with the business, show love, show support, um, and so yeah. I mean, again, if you're if you're, and I'm not saying obviously anybody in here is, but I, I think you're you're very misguided and you are taking the wrong approach from the standpoint of you know throwing shade on attendance numbers of people. Because, guys, if you're going to ever start, you have to be. If you're going to throw events and you're going to put yourself out there, you have to be willing to embrace the fact that, like, nobody may show up. That's a risk, especially when you're starting out. I mean, guys, let's not even take you back to 2019 when I first went to Columbia and I'm trying to throw these watch parties. And, like, there'd be some that nobody came to. None. Zero. Zero. I don't forget, I did a a pregame show at Tenney Hills Group Therapy in 2019 and again this is all part of the come up this is all part of the journey you know i i did a pregame show quote-unquote at Tenny hills group therapy for the south kind of georgia game in 2019 and i promoted it made a graphic promoted it all week hey come hang out we're gonna be talking ball previewing the game zero people showed up zero literally zero and i was in the heart of columbia Zero. Zero didn't let it deter us, didn't let us not, let, let it knock us off course. It's just the risk you take. And as you continue to grow and you keep it moving and, you know, people show up, show out, and they start to trickle in, and a couple more show up and a couple more show up and your events, you know, get to the point they are now, which we, we draw great crowds and everything. So I just wanted to make that point again. I, I think you're really misguided and you're missing the mark if you're trying to throw shade on. And again, I I, I probably shouldn't even brought it up, but I just wanted to, to emphasize that, the, the tour events have been fantastic. The crowds have been great. Those of you who have come out, hey, I, I, I say it all the time, all we got is all we need. I feel the same way about those those events. Uh, the people who matter, you know, the, the, the all that matters is the people that were there, you know what I mean? I don't wish somebody was there that wasn't, and I appreciate those who do take the time out of their schedule, whatever they're doing. You could be doing anything else to come out, show love, show support. It means the absolute world. So <clears throat> I just wanted to make that point. That was kind of a side note. Either way. Either way, um, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. That's eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Again, we had a blast last night. I really do. We had a blast. Um, we had an absolute blast. I really enjoyed Fort Mill. It's always a pleasure to get up there. And of course, next week in Myrtle Beach will be a party. You know what I mean? I, it'll be a party. It's always a party in Myrtle Beach. My Myrtle Beach Gamecocks, man, y'all y'all always show up and show out and show love. And I, I really do. Uh, I really do appreciate that for sure. Um, anyways, let's get into your questions, your comments, everything. Like I said, guys, I, I am I am very and Gad underscore sc on Twitch. Our guy Ga is on Twitch doing deliveries up in Paris Mountain. Shout out Paris Mountain, rocking the audio only Ga. I'll try to keep you entertained on the audio side of things. Appreciate you, my friend. But uh, and my guy Todd Smith with the super chat. Todd, thank you so much, guys. If you want to show love to the show, the the podcast, the content, everything we do. Um, you can do so. Super chat, super stickers on YouTube specifically. Thank you so much. Will, there is no baseball game next Thursday, Will. So it'll be there it is, the super chat from Todd Smith. Thank you, sir. No, Will, it'll just be exclusively the the tour stop, if you will, kind of normal what we did last summer, which I actually will like and I and I prefer. Um, because I feel like the tour event and what it is and the watch parties, they they are like two separate things. I mean, last night was great. Again, don't get me wrong. It really was. It was great. I would prefer there not to be a game. You know what I mean? I would prefer that. So there is no game next Thursday, Will, but I promise you, again, we'll do a, a, a Q&A session like we did before. We'll sell merchandise. Um, <clears throat> it'll be a great time. I mean, it'll be a very fun night. Myrtle Beach is, is an awesome location, and I'm looking forward to seeing all the Myrtle Beach Gamecocks. And yes, Brian Lattimore, I will have tables on hand. I don't want Brian to think. I, I feel like my Myrtle Beach Gamecocks – uh, I came there once and I did not have any towels, which is crazy to think about it. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, uh, I will have those on hand. The Beamer Ball to the Moon Tour shirts we'll have on hand. Everything. We'll have it all. Uh, we'll have it all. So, anyways, though, let's see. I was going to get into something and I just totally forgot it. Yeah, no, so back to the point I was making, though, about, yeah. I mean, guys, listen, last night was incredible. I, I thought Will Sanders, it was vintage Will Sanders. He was electric. Obviously, what Carolina did, swing in the sticks. Ethan Petra gets the party started. Braylon Wimmer goes yeah yeah Cole Messina does this thing. Michael freaking Braswell have a night. Uh, top to bottom. You know, even, even guys like Evan Stone, Will Tippett, great at bats late in the game, getting on the action. You know, you blow it wide open. We talked about the Gators' bullpen and the struggles they've had there, and I think, you know, you'll probably continue to see more of the same. I think they're starting pitching in a Waldrop tonight. another elite starter. Caglione's going to be an elite starter on Saturday. As soon as you get past them, you can knock them out in five innings. you got a great shot. you got a great chance. Uh, that Gators bullpen, you know, they might have a night where their bullpen shines, but they are just so inconsistent in the bullpen. And South Carolina's a team, obviously swinging a stick at home as well, that you make a mistake, they're going to punish you for it. And they're not going to chase bad pitches. You know, if you want to walk us, fine. We'll take the hit-by-pitch, what have you. Um, you saw more of that last night with that being said, I ain't cracking a smile to the job is done. I'm not talking shit to Mark Ryan Bruin nation. I see you. I'm not talking shit to Mark Ryan To the job is done. I'm just not doing it. I'm not doing it, man. I refuse the last two weeks. I have, I have been, you know, I, I felt extremely confident and for good reason, by the way, I won't apologize for being confident, right? I won't apologize. 32 and six, 11 and four through 38 games. But, I will wait to do my trash talking because I, I promise you I'm gonna trash talk Mark. I promise you, when it happens, but I will wait until the job's done. I will wait. I will wait. So I'm not going after Mark quite yet. I will let this thing play out the rest of the way. And um, you know, I guess what's what's convenient though for a Mark Ryan and you know my putting words in Mark's mouth a little bit. So, be, but this is I know this is true for Mark. Mark's not a baseball guy. He doesn't care about baseball, which is so weird being a Florida fan. As good as they've been, as good as they've been, how could you not care about baseball as a Florida fan? Anyways, Mark, if they lose the series, we'll say, oh, we won in football. Baseball doesn't matter. If they win the series, he'll be beating his chest and touting it. So how convenient, right? Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call
2: from
1: Hunter. Hunter Kelly, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good, man. What about you? I'm doing fantastic. Preach Jaskin. What's up?
3: Uh, so I know this ain't the, um, I guess like the place to talk about, but like I mean, I I was wondering to so be able to watch the baseball games and all. You, you, you obviously you go into the ESPN app and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as soon as I pay for the thing, and now now when I press the live button, it'll say you are not authorized to view the console
1: Uh so what you so you've got uh, you got ESPN Plus, I'd assume, correct? Is that what you're talking right. about you paid for? Yeah, yeah.
3: That's, well, that's last night
1: Yeah, last night the game was on ESPN U. So that's probably why you couldn't watch it. Tonight and tomorrow oh. you'll be fine, though. It's on uh it's on SEC Network Plus. So you won't have an issue tonight, oh, okay, tomorrow, but last terrible. night the game was on ESPN U. So like you had to have a cable subscription to watch that game, basically. Or I've actually got a I mean, not that it matters now because it already happened, but there is a link, and I don't know if I'm gonna get this website shut down, but like TV two four seven, like if you Google that, like there's there there are websites out there that stream TV. Just saying that. So
3: oh, okay, um, yeah, I, I actually didn't know that. I, I thought it was just gonna be on regular ESPN or something. Like yeah,
1: ESPNU so last I... night, so that's probably why you could not see it.
3: Okay. Yeah, sorry to bother you. I just, I just had a no. You're good. You
1: no, you're know. good. you okay. you'll be good to watch it tonight and tomorrow though, if you want to watch it. So, okay,
3: I appreciate it, man. So,
1: Hunter, I appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for the call. Yeah,
4: you too.
1: Yeah, great stuff. Great stuff, from Hunter Kelly. Guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Ruby Nation. He's like Clem sucks fans for real. Only care about football unless they win. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, I, 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 I'm not gonna. <laughs> I mean, we'll definitely for sure give Mark Ryan tons of hell next week. Tons, assuming we get the job done. We'll give him tons of hell. But I just know that's how Mark's going to operate. He's going to operate that way, which, again, I think it's just weird to be a Florida fan and not care about baseball. That's, like, as good as you are. Like, I get not being a baseball person, but, like, bro, when you're that good, that seems crazy. But I, I guess, too, like, Mark doesn't work for a Florida website, so... His top priority is not really paying attention to college baseball. Like I, I, You know, whatever, but anyways, I don't give a damn. Just get the job done. That's it. Just get the job done. Cody Gaskins, what's up, my friend? Robbie Davis, what's one thing that is very important to the success of the football team this year? The offensive line at playing well. Let's just say line of scrimmage, Robbie Davis. Line of scrimmage. We say it every year, but it's just true. It's a cliche because it's true. Brandon, do you see any quarterbacks in the portal? We got six quarterbacks on scholarship this year. Brandon, I have no idea, man. I, I feel like people get so worked up about the portal talk because they almost take it as like, well, you sound like you want them to leave. Dude, I have no clue. I have no clue. Maybe Shane Beamer, and I, I guess you could speak to like, Shane Beamer's just built a culture where like guys just love being there no matter what, how much they play. So listen, it's it doesn't bother me if those guys don't leave. I, I'm happy with them being Gamecocks. You would assume, Brandon, one would go, but you know what? If they don't want to leave, that's fine. That's totally cool. So, um, I can't sit here and tell you that for sure, yes. I I can't say that. I can't say that. So, I cannot say that. Brandon says we're at 83 scholarship players right now, 85 if Rames and Upshaw Return. Yeah, hopefully they do. I mean, I, I don't have super high hopes just because of the the, the, the nature of, you know, the nature of uh, what they've gone through, if you will. I, I don't know. So, I, I would imagine both those guys, maybe they won't, but I would imagine both those guys would probably follow the Anthony Rose method and probably probably hit the portal. So, probably the portal. Um. Let's see. Guys, I do want to say this. Just kind of quick side note. I know that we, uh, Chase says, shouldn't help Hunter since he blocked me. (laughs) Just because he has paid for ESPN Plus doesn't mean he'll have SEC Network Plus. I thought that you did get SEC Network Plus with ESPN Plus, Chase. I thought you did. Is that wrong? I thought you did. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Um, no. Just a quick side note, guys. I'll say this, and I don't know why Sometimes, you know, the the conversation, you never know which way it's going to go. But I will just say a quick, a brief, you know, I I express, I really do my best to express gratitude to you guys on a daily basis. And there's a reason, there's plenty of reason for that. I mean, I I just, I just believe in doing that. I believe in in living life that way, expressing gratitude on a consistent basis because people, people who are grateful consistently, like they're happy people. They're very happy people. Here we go. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Chase, buckle up. Will from Dirty Mario. Oh, I thought that was Chase. My, I thought that was Potter again. Will, what's going on, man? How are you? Uh, hello? Yo, Will, what's up?
3: Will going once. Can you hear me? Yeah, what's up? All right. I think it went to my Bluetooth. Um, oh, you're good. No, no. Oh, good. Uh, to help people out, I was going through the same issue with the ESP. Um, what it is is that you have to have ESPN plus in order to get the SEC network plus games for ESPN, plus, you have to also have a, a cable provider, whether it's YouTube TV or whatever, you have
1: to have that as well. Have to have the I cable, provider. Ha- have to have the
5: cable provider. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that's just, it's a little complicated. I had to figure it out. Mm. All right. <laughs> Fair but, uh, anyway, uh, Yeah, man, hell of a game last night. That was a hell of a start, but just like you, I'm kind of holding my breath still as far as
1: Yeah, I mean it was it was great. It was great to see a starting pitcher go longer than five innings. I we we had a guy, let's see, we I think Brendan in our Discord posted the stat. It was the first time Let me pull this up. Here we go. So the first time since March the twenty fifth that a starting pitcher for South Carolina win at least six innings in a game. Crazy. Crazy. Really? Yeah, 13 games. So, 13 wow. games. that had been that long. So, it was great to see a pitcher go that, you know, go, go that long in a game. And, yeah. you know, then you got James Hicks who only throws 11 pitches and the game ends in a run rule. So, you're – I mean, you are as fresh as you could possibly be going in a night. But, you know, I, I don't say it to, to say, hey, don't, don't be happy or celebrate because that's obviously not the energy I'm coming with. But we've just seen it two weeks in a row. I just I, – I, I'd like to finish the job before I kind of get out over my skis and go crazy with it. Uh, and I feel confident. I mean, you want to win game one. Winning game One's extremely important. But, uh, man, night game at Founders Park. Again, you, you'd love to really lock this thing down tonight. And the Rowdy Roosters will be raucous, of course, man. It'll be a great environment. Um, you, you know, you'd love to, to secure it and get the job done tonight and kind of go into Saturday playing with house money.
5: Yeah, I mean, you don't want to lose this series because then it'll start to become a stigma of we do great in game ones and then, can't close it out, so I definitely want to get this done, get it off our back. Um, also, uh, it was uh, it's just crazy, man. It's like you almost expect Petri to go go yard every game now. I mean, it's like, I
1: mean, it, it, it's it's crazy, man. It's it's absolutely crazy. I mean, I, I was sitting there thinking about it. I would just hate to be a pitcher pitching to Ethan petrie because he's just so lethal. I, I mean, the dude just. He's damn near a guaranteed homer a game, it feels like, man. It's 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 nuts. It's nuts. So, And then um, he puts
5: it in place so well with yeah. bases loaded. Mm-hmm. I think he's batting like, what was it? He's like over 800 now, I think. Yeah, he was,
1: 750, was like 750 with the bases loaded, like and then he yeah. gets that base knock. So Yeah, so um, he's
5: probably close to 800 or something like that with, yeah. with bases loaded. It's just crazy, man. I mean. Yeah. It, yeah it's uh, his.
1: i mean he's having a magical season bro i mean he he's a very good baseball player don't get me wrong he's extremely good but he the type the season he's having is it's un it's almost unbelievable i mean for a true freshman to do what he's doing yeah. it's crazy
5: and just uh and will sanders man i mean way to i mean that was the best he's looked in a long time he really had his stuff last night you could tell he had that swag going yeah had that little strikeout swag and and looked and looked like the old Will Sanders from last year. If we can get that guy going, I mean, we're going to really be dangerous if we can get Hall back, which if you heard anything, anything else down the pipeline about Hall. Or,
1: I mean, or dude, every, everything, I've, every, everything I've heard has not been good news. So I'll just, I'll say yeah. that. I mean, I, I yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I hope that the people that I've heard from is not great information. He's back sooner rather than later. I mean, I'd expect it to be a few weeks at minimum, but I mean, I've heard yeah. probably the season. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. You, you you obviously I mean, hope to get him back. You obviously hope to get him back.
5: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I mean, if Mahoney can get it going, because it seems like that game two has kind of been our bugaboo the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, with with Hall not being in that slot, so so hopefully we can kind of get that going. Right. So uh, anyway, I'll uh, I'll hang up, bro, and I'll, I'll see you see you next week.
1: Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing you my friend. Yeah, later, man. You yeah, man, take care. Um, speaking on the game two stuff and and Jack Mahoney, this is a big game tonight. I mean, this is a huge game tonight because, you know, you you just think of what's happened the last two weeks. And I know LSU, you didn't play a game three, but I mean, if you, if you, if you lose game two again, I'm I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, Florida's got the upper hand, but like this doubt start to creep in. Like, do you, do you go into Saturday? Like, oh my God, like almost thinking more so, Let's do what we can to not lose versus attacking a game three. Like, let's do everything we can to win. You know what I mean? Like, playing not to lose, playing versus to win. So, this is a big one. I I just, it is. I mean, you've got your foot on their throat. I mean, you're on your home field at night. Like, it's a different environment, guys, at Founders Park. When it's a night game, we all know that. Um, So, I, I think it's important you take care of business tonight. Tonight, And I'm not saying if you don't, that it's a wash and game three is going to be. Take care of your business tonight, though. Take care of your business tonight. You've got the opportunity. You've got Jack Mahoney, the bump, who you feel very confident about. Um, you feel very confident in. Take care of your business tonight. Will mentioned uh, Will Sanders. And, yeah, we got to definitely take a moment to tip the cap. I talked about this in the post game last night, but... That was truly vintage Will Sanders. Mark Kingston made the point after the game, that was the best his curveball looked all season. I, w- I would agree with you. I would agree with him. Jack Caglione, dude could not sniff it. Dude could not sniff it all night, right? And you saw that, that swagger return for Will Sanders. I mean, you think about this ball club. The fact they're 11-4 and four in SEC play, like we're having conversations about that Will Sanders is finally returning to form. Think about if he is consistently what we saw last night. I mean, this team is going to be really, really tough to beat, and they'll be built for a deep postseason run. So, it was great to see Will Sanders kind of return to that vintage form, if you will, in a night where, you know, you score 13 runs, you run rule Florida, the, the, the bats are going to be the talk, but definitely let's not let Will Sanders and his performance get lost in the shovel because that was electric. That was electric stuff. So, that was incredible. Um, Jeremy, what else? is That was fun last night. And I'm 2-0 versus Florida winning attendance. Love that, man. We need you there tonight, too, I guess, then. We need you there tonight as well. Why not? So, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the game last night, Big Dub. Let's see, Big Dub, last night, big game tonight. Brenda makes the point: eleven and four in the SEC with Will Sanders not in form, and none of the games we lost where he starts. We've swung it really well in game ones. I mean, Will Sanders has gotten the run support. Will Sanders has gotten run support. There's no question about that, man. There's no question about that. Um, to the point I was making a little bit earlier, guys. I just wanted to say again, thank you all so much for the continued love and support, and and truly i mean i i mean it i mean it thank you so much for your love and 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 pushing this thing forward it means so much more you know i was looking at a clip from a year ago to the date and you know you can tell a lot by looking at someone when you're on camera just when you see someone um when you see someone like like the what you're going through internally and what you're dealing with Heck, externally, internally, whatever. Like you can see it on someone's face, right? You can see it like if it's weighing them down, like you can see it. And so I looked back a year ago to the date, and admittedly, guys, I, I was going through some stuff in my personal life. I won't dive into it, but I was some stuff that nobody knows about at all. And I just kind of, you know, we kept trucking, we kept showing up because that's 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 I love what I do and and that's what I I mean, that's just how I'm wired. But uh, I could just see it in my face. Like, I saw a clip from a year ago to the date, and I I just saw, like, the weights pulling down on me. You know what I mean? I look at myself now, and I see something different, and I'm as happy as I've ever been. And I really do truly appreciate each and every single one of you. Like I said, like, it's the support through – and you don't even know, but it's just the the never-ending support that really pushes us to – Keep this thing rocking. Pushes us to new heights. And so again, I just want to genuinely say thank you, because again, I look back a year ago to the date, and I was like, man, you could just see it. You know what I mean? You could see I was, I was. It was there were things wearing down on me. There was weight pulling me down, if you will. Things that I had, was having to sit with and go through. And so again, I just want to say thank you all so much for for being there. So I, I really do. I really do. Uh, let's see. Mm, let's see anyways Madison word on the injuries yeah Gavin Cassis what is the status for him we have no idea Mark Kingston said he was TBD based off what I saw last night guys I, I'd, I'd be I, I don't know I mean Cassis is a tough kid the fact that he played that entire game I think it really speaks to how tough he is But I would be somewhat surprised if he went tonight. I mean, it's just, it's a rib injury, it looked like. So, which, it's just so unfortunate that Braylon Wimmer sails one at the line and gets his first baseman killed. But, you know, it is what it is. You definitely still have got to clean it up defensively. I mean, it's two more errors last night. So, it's just one of those things, man. You kind of keep chopping wood, carrying water, chopping wood, carrying water. Like, hopefully, hopefully it comes around. Uh, Didn't hurt you last night. But just, uh, it's annoying more than anything. Uh, Mike says, hey, man, I follow you on pretty much all platforms. Just want to say thanks for what you do. You're the best game cox coverage, in my opinion. Mike, I appreciate that. Thank you, for my friend. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Jeff says, I know you were in the process. Thank you for watching you, but I've said it before. I love the show. Thank you for what you're doing. Keep it up. You have a fan of me and your support. Hey, Jeff, I, I mean, I much love, my friend. I appreciate you. Appreciate you greatly, my dude. Appreciate you greatly, my friend. GA, you're the man. Ben Smith to the moon indeed, my guy. Jeremy says, that first inning, Sanders looked rough, bouncing balls off the dirt, but got out of the jam, and then he got dialed in. I was proud of him. Yeah, Jeremy, he bounced back. You know, it, it looked like it might have been more of the same from Will in the first inning. Uh, was really having trouble locating. The breaking ball was down, but once he found the control of that and everything else was working to him, and he just locked in. I mean, that, that, that's what it looks like when a guy locks in. He's feeling it. He's in flow, uh, and you love to see it. You love to see I mean, again, listen, guys, we're if we're going to make it to Omaha, I don't think it's unfair to talk about that right now. If we're going to make it to Omaha, if we're going to make the run we all want to make, Will Sanders is just going to have to be a big part of that. Have to. I mean, He's going to have to, dude. You're going to need him to be at his best or closer to his best than not. You're absolutely going to need it. Chad says, woman needs to go back to second, Braswell to shortstop, possibly McGillis to third. Your thoughts? I, You know, I, I, I'll tell you this, man. I, I think they're committed to 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 Wimmer at short. I, I just think he he wants to get drafted as a shortstop. He believes he's a shortstop. And Wimmer's made made a lot of great plays this year. Let's not get it twisted. I mean, he he's I don't think he's been necessarily that liability. I mean, he he's you know, he's he's had some mistakes for sure. He's had some some errors, if you will, but uh he practiced it short the entire fall, he practiced it short the entire preseason, he's played short every game. I, I just I don't see them moving them around. I, I don't see that. I don't see them moving him around. So he literally wanted to play shortstop. Now again, what Kingston may decide to do, we'll see. But I, I don't see them, I don't see them shuffling the infield. I am very excited for McGillis to get back, though. I mean, I think this team's doing what they're doing with sustaining the injuries, right? Like, like the fact that we're just combating those injuries, no big deal. No big deal, right? It's uh yeah, something special for sure. I was just taking a look. We've got 106 viewers on Twitter. Wow. Okay. Okay. I, it's a busy day on the Twitter app. It's a busy day on the Burnout. The only thing I don't like on, is that this platform, you can't see if anybody leaves comments on Twitter. If you leave any questions, I can't see them. I can't see them. So if you want to leave questions, you've either got to text in, you got to call in, you got to go over to, to YouTube, to Facebook, to Twitch, Twitter is the only platform where we cannot take questions from that platform specifically. So, anyways, guys, um, been a great week. Appreciate you all. (laughs) Let's see. Are Elon Musk running the numbers up? Is that what it is? <clears throat> Josh, do you think we get a dub in the Jerick, generic, excuse me, Jerick, generic Columbia this year? You're talking Como, Josh, I would imagine. And I'm assuming you're talking football, obviously. Um, You know, it's funny. My way too early predictions, which, again, subject to change, but my way too early predictions, I picked South Carolina to lose to Mizzou. <laughs> and it pained me to do that. It pained me to do it, but... It's almost becoming, Josh, one of those things. It's becoming what the Kentucky streak was. Where it's almost like, do you feel like South Carolina is going to have a better football team than Missouri? Yes. Do you feel like the Gamecocks have a better program? Yes. Absolutely. But you've lost four in a row to them. And it's almost becoming one of those things where it's like, out of principle, you got to pick Mizzou. How can you pick Carolina to go on the road and beat them? after what you've seen the last four years. And Eli Drinkwitz owns you. He's beating you like a rented mule, going back to when he was at State. I don't know what it is that he's got against the Gamecocks, but he owns you. So this has become what the Kentucky streak used to be. This has become the new Kentucky streak, where similar to that streak against Kentucky, there's not a single game of the last four where I think Gamecock fans look at it and look at the last four and say, well, yeah, I mean, we should have lost that game. I don't think there's a single one. Not a single one where it's like, oh, they were just so much the better team. They're a better program. You know, we weren't expected to win. We shouldn't have won. I think Carolina fans probably look at all four and say we should have won all of them. That's exactly how the Kentucky streak was. And it's also similar to that streak in the sense of I don't think you can take really truly the next step as a program. And I said it was the key game last year and you still went eight and four. So what do I know? But to take the next step that people want to take, you got to beat a Missouri more often than you lose to them. I mean, they're not Vanderbilt. Sure, but you need to go six and four against them in a decade. You got to go seven and three against them in a decade. Kentucky's the same thing. If you're going to elevate above them, you got to beat them more than you lose to them. I mean, that goes without saying. So, I would love to think we're going to roll in a Como and get an easy dub, no big deal, but past four meetings show me something different. So I, I cannot sit here and confidently tell you that that's, that's one you can put a black a, 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 a W-2 next to in heavy black ink. I, I just don't think you can right now. I mean, it's a it has to be labeled as a toss-up. And most people that I've seen, and even my way to other predictions, I did pick Mizzou to win. And I don't want to do it, but it's almost like Am I really going to outsmart myself again? Although I will say 2021, I did pick Mizzou to win that game in Como. But you get what I'm saying. Like, am I really going to go against the grain again? Because Missouri's shown, Eli Drinkwoods has shown that he owns the Game Gamecocks. We'll see if they can change that this year. But that's been the case last four seasons. <clears throat> let's see. <clears throat> Peyton, yes, we are going to get the Florida game in on Saturday, tomorrow. Uh, let's Let's take a look at the weather. Why is weather always a storyline for us? I guess when you play three games, right? There's an odd, there's odds that one day it'll rain, right? Let's see. The hourly forecast is going to be beautiful tonight. High of 80, mostly sunny. Guys, tomorrow. I think we'll be fine tomorrow. I mean, dude, it, there's they can delay the game if needed. It's a 0% chance of rain basically after 4 o'clock. There's literally just a a little window at 60% at 1, 70% at 2, 60% at 3. I mean, after outside of that, we're golden. 30% in the morning. Yeah, we're. I, I think we're going to be fine tomorrow. I, you might get a delayed first pitch. Other than that, I think you'll be good. My guy, what's going on, my guy? Chopping onions, I would imagine, on this Friday. Chopping all of the onions, John Edward. You're going to South Carolina, Winthrop, and Rock Hill. Enjoy that, my friend. Enjoyed that. Coleman Hall. I think we go ten and two if Dowell's the truth. Losses to Georgia and Tennessee. We go seven and five if his time here is consistent with his previous stops. That's that's fair, dude. Ten and two would be a dream. James Kendall says I think out of principal Beamer is going to put his foot in Mizzou's ass. The team that somehow has an even dumber looking tiger than Clemson. <laughs> I love James, James Kendall is one of the funniest human beings that tunes into the Daily Crow. I, I will say that. James, I'm not even trying to stroke your ego, but James Kendall's a funny dude, man. James Kendall is a very, very, very funny dude. <clears throat> Let's see.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. It's
3: only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only
1: pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hunter Kelly, what's it going to take for us being number one? I'm assuming you're talking baseball, Hunter. And I'll just say this. For us to be ranked number one, LSU is going to have to lose. If LSU doesn't lose, if LSU just wins two of three the rest of the way out, they're they're just not coming off of number one. They're not. And I'm not telling you that that's right. I'm just telling you because they've been number one. I just highly doubt they're just going to bump LSU out of number one for the sake of doing so. I highly doubt it. Which, you know what, guys? Like, I'm totally fine with. Listen. I know people won't respect, but how often does the number one seed, like the number one overall seed, when it comes out, how often do they win the national championship? The answer is like never. So that's fine. LSU can have it. They can have the pressure of being the number one overall seed. They can have it. Jeremy Wardell says. If we win eight or more games this year, it's going to be on for Carolina football with the way Beamer and staff are recruiting now. So we show that third year of progress winning, we will be getting elite players. I mean, we already are getting elite players pretty much, but I get what you're saying, Jeremy. It's, it's I mean, that's why I said, you know, I've had many conversations about this with other people. Winning eight games this year is just so important. Like, like showing the stability in the program of like, we're on the up and up, we're on the way doing that. And I'm not saying if you go seven and five, like, oh my God, the program's going down the two. No. But I'm saying that, you know, again, if you can go eight and four or better this year, you're setting eight wins. It's kind of like the new the new floor for your program. And you believe, and we all believe, that with the players you brought in and the players you're bringing in, that that's a fair floor. Like, South Carolina football is, is changing. As we know it, it's changing. Every single day with the recruiting, with the way you're playing on the field, with the way they're coaching, it's changing. So... If you can establish that new floor, right, go eight and four or better this year, I think that'd be a great, great place for this program to be in. Uh, Guys, that being said, let's go ahead and jump in our first break of the day. The time is flying by, which is the case when you're having fun. On the other side, though, we'll take more of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more on the other side. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking the questions, comments, calls. eight four three seven nine zero three That is 843-790-3377. Brewing Nation, are we really getting into... I feel like we start getting into peak off season, Bruin Nation, when we start talking about uniforms. But, I, I mean, listen, I don't know if my guy is still tuned in, but my guy will tell you, we can go on and on <laughs> and on. About uniforms. I have, dude, we could, I could literally do an entire show about uniforms and which uniforms I like, what uniforms I'd like to see us go with. He says, I miss the white helmets. I feel like we've abandoned them. Hot take. I I miss the white helmets with the traditional three stripes and the black face mask. I mean, really, I truly do. I mean, like, I will say I can appreciate that Shane Beamer's got his own thing. I, I, I appreciate that. I really do, so, I guess if Garnet face masks is going to be the move, I I need to get an updated helmet. I don't know. Hell. Um, Or maybe he's going to rock with the black helmets. That's just going to be his thing. But, I I mean, I'm the same way, Bruin Nation. I love the the traditional three stripes. I love the black face mask. I I love the white helmet. I think it looks really clean. It looks really crisp. White Garnet-White, I think, is just such a fresh combo. Big game Garnet with white helmets. But Beamer's got his own thing. Beamer's got his own thing yeah the garnet helmets I'm not a huge I'm not a huge fan of them. Uh, the garnet helmet with the white circle they're okay. I, I like doing it with the black magic throwback. I think outside of that i'm I'm good on it. Remember when Mustchamp tried to do the garnet helmet with no circle and just the block C Good God those are bad. those were so bad. Those helmets sucked. Lynn Turner, anybody else notice that the current seeding has six of the top eight as SEC teams? Crazy. I mean, Lynn, the the league's just loaded. I mean, (laughs) the league's just loaded, Lynn. The league's loaded. I mean, that's, and that's probably, that's probably how you're going to see it play out. I mean, honestly, that's probably how you're going to see it play out. So, yep, the league is loaded for sure. David Barnes, off topic. Do you think the unis versus UNC will be white, garnet, white versus blue, blue, white like usual? Black garnet, garnet's growing on me. I don't know. David, I, I I have no idea, man. I have no idea. Jay Cobb, hot take. I loved the garnet helmets with the Carolina script. Jeff Gulledge, when do you want to start up the simulation games? Jeff, we probably won't start that in the summer, man. I, I, I'll say this. You know, one of the reasons I don't want to start it right now is my guy... SG1 Sports that makes these rosters. He's got the latest up-to-date rosters, but, like, he doesn't have any freshmen added. So, a.k.a. no Nicholas Harbor is on the roster yet. So, I guess I could go in there and create Nicholas Harbor myself, but I don't know. I I will do the simulations. When do they normally start? End of July, I think. End of July, I think. Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to pull up last year's schedule. Yeah, Here we go. This was last year. July 31st was the first one. We went Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. All the way up until twenty August 23rd. Okay, so we'll probably stick on that schedule again. My life is very... It's crazy, dude. Like, I'm very busy during the season, obviously, and that goes without saying. I think I'm busier, though, that month before the season. Like, I really do think so because like you're trying to get out or you are we're not trying to we are we're out we're just we're we're pushing out so much content we're pushing out so much content you know what I mean like try getting it all out before the season kicks off so before the season dude I'm extremely busy extremely busy it's you know it's a lot of fun though I mean talking seasons a blast I mean talking seasons a blast too when that's what we do. We talk here, right? I mean, that's what we do. So, talking season's a lot of fun. Talking season's a lot of fun. Tucker says the simulations are the best time of year. <laughs> My Ripper, what's up, man? Dude, what, by the way, Ripper, where is the Ghoul Nicholas at? Because he looks like he's having a time out in Folly Beach. Shout out to the Ghouls. Shout out to Ghoul Team 6, truly. He looks like he's having a blast at Folly Beach. I, I that, that That beach house looks incredible. Uh, Eric Reese, I appreciate Shamie for doing his own thing, but the traditional white helmet during the Spurrier era is my all-time favorite. Same here. Same here. Same here. Same here for sure. Um, let's see. Lynn Turner, I'm not ready for football, Sims, do we get through baseball? And I'm the same way, Lynn. I'm the same way. Listen, I, I think you guys probably can tell. I've really leaned into, because I used to be like, hey, let's talk baseball. It's baseball season. We'll talk about football when football comes. I, I, I've really, though, changed my mindset on that, and really just leaned into embrace that, you know what, people love to talk football year-round, and that's okay. That That's a great thing. That moves the needle for content. And who am I to not give the people what they want, which is more football talk. But we also, of course, we talk baseball. here. We talk a lot of baseball here, and I love baseball, and I'm a baseball guy, and, We'll never stop doing that. So I agree with you, Lynn. The let that be an off-season thing, you know, it helps us kill time in the off-season. It really does. I mean, the, the simulations, I've, I've told you guys before that I don't understand the people that don't like those. Or that, like, if you don't like it, I don't understand the people that, that, that it, it, it creates such a negative stir to them that they must comment and say how dumb it is. Like, it's fun. Like, it's, it's hilarious. They're, they're hilarious. That's what's so much fun about them. There's so much fun, dude. Landon White, will you go to Omaha if we go? Landon, there is not a damn thing that could keep me from going to Omaha. I can tell you that right now. There's not a damn thing that could keep me from going to Omaha. Uh, Tucker. my right? Okay, Bachelor, Bachelorette, McRip. <laughs> McRip. I'll have the large McRip. Yeah, okay. I love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Coleman Hall says, with the portal, football is now year-round pretty much. I mean, I will say to your point, Coleman, it is crazy how it feels like on a daily basis there is some sort of football thing happening. It's it's wild, right? Because that's not the case of baseball, like, or even basketball. Like, when it's not those seasons, there's not really a whole lot going on that is a – is going to move the needle that people want to discuss football. That's not the case. But, Austin, listen, Austin Greer says baseball talk is much better – I mean, I love baseball talk, Austin. That's why we do it. Uh, And, Austin, I don't know if you heard me at the top of the show, but very happy about the win last night. But the job ain't finished. I'm, I'm not cracking a smile here today. I mean, I'm happy with what happened last night. I'm happy with a job well done. Let's do it again. Job ain't finished. Job's flat out not finished. Get it done tonight. You got Ford on your home field. Jack Mahoney's on the bump. You got tons of confidence. We'll see if Gavin Cass can go. But either way, you've got the sticks. You've got the guys you need. Go take care of business tonight. Get the job done. Leave no doubt about it. And go into tomorrow's game playing with house money going for the sweep. So <clears throat> let's see. Lynn Turner says, I love watching heads explode with the way too early predictions and the simulations. Yeah, it's it's a blast. <laughs> it's a blast for sure. It's a blast for you. Guys, let's go ahead and jump to the phone lines here. Call from
2: awesome. Ethan. Ethan, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good, man. First time calling in. How you doing, Chris?
1: That's awesome, man. I appreciate you calling in. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for asking. What's going on?
2: Yeah, man. Sorry I missed you out on uh, Fort Mill last night, man. I hate I missed it. But, uh yeah, it was uh, quite an electric game last mm. night, I got to say.
1: Yeah. No, it was, man. That was incredible. I mean, this this team has been – I don't know what it is about game ones. I, I have no idea what it is about game ones, but they've just been phenomenal. I mean, going up against the best. Dude, I, I think this is a team that just plays with that chip on their shoulder, plays with that edge, and it's like, okay, the more hyped up a pitcher is, the more excited they are to face them. You know, so um, it, it's it's a lot of fun to watch, man. And, and again, if you're if you're a you're an opposing pitcher. I think you fear facing this lineup. I mean, you really do. I mean, listen, we've had our off days, our off nights, whatever, where, but this is a lethal lineup, right? We haven't seen this in quite some time. So it's, it's just so much fun to watch. And like I said, let's do it again tonight. And, uh, I, you know, as we talked about yesterday, man, I mean, that, that game was closed for quite a while, but you feel like once you get into their bullpen, I think that's when you can really start to expose them a bit. And that was the case last night, certainly.
2: Yeah. I thought, uh, I thought Will Sanders had the best game of, his, of the year so far. I thought he was, he was lightning. He was hitting all the stuff. Um, I mean, guys, you got a combination of him pitching with the hitting that we have. I honestly just don't think anyone can beat us. Uh, I think we can beat anybody. But, uh, of course, time will tell. But uh, right mm-hmm. now, yeah, they look, uh, they look pretty legit to me. Mm-hmm.
1: He was electric. He was electric. And you got to give a lot of credit, too, to the fact that, you know, the first inning, it didn't start out particularly well. Uh, you know, was missing his spots, was down in the dirt with the breaking ball. But the fact he was able to get out of that inning with just one run surrendered, you know, he talked about it in the post game. I, I think that was a huge momentum boost for him. And I think it was something that actually gave him confidence. And you saw that throughout the rest of the way. And we've been waiting on that sort of vintage Will Sanders performance. That's what you got last night. I mean, the, the, the way he was spinning the baseball and the strikeout pitch was working. Obviously, he owned Jack Caglione. Uh, you know, Mark Kingston mentioned post-game the breaking ball was the best it had been all season, and, and you saw that, and you saw that. And, you know, you get a guy like that who we all knew this entire time has immense talent. He gets locked in a lot in the zone, like we saw last night. He's just going to be really, really tough to beat, man. So, you know, it's, it's crazy. We mentioned earlier this team right now is 11-4 and four in conference play, and we're sitting here talking about, oh, there's vintage Will Sanders. So if he gets going like that and he does what he did last night on a more consistent basis – I agree with you, man. This is going to be a really tough, t- tough team to beat, especially on nights when he pitches.
2: Yeah, absolutely, man. On a fun night too, uh, I was in sitting in a suite for the game last night, so that was pretty cool. Okay, and,
1: uh, nice. Lo and behold,
2: the suite next to us was <laughs> was sitting uh, Shane Beamer and Ray Tanner was sitting right next to us, so I did get a chance to meet uh, Shane Beamer too. That was pretty, hey, that's pretty cool awesome, moment. man. But, uh, yeah, that's he's awesome. Such, such a great guy. He, you know, he gave me a fist bump and everything. He's so genuine with everybody he meets. He's mm-hmm. such a, exactly how you see him on TV, man. He's just, he's such a good recruiter coach. I'm happy we got him. I mean, we got a lot of excitement right now in the program.
1: That's awesome, dude. That's incredible. So you had a hell of a night. That's 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 awesome stuff. <laughs> I did.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate, it, man. I just want to call in. I uh, hope uh, the show goes well today. Hope we get the uh, series win tonight. And yeah, go Cox, man. Appreciate it.
1: Ethan, thank you so much so much for the call, my friend. Calling anytime. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Bye-bye. Take care. Great stuff from Ethan. That's awesome. It's always cool when you get a first time caller, right? It's always really cool. But uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with all the points. That, that's an incredible night, right? You sit in the suite, watch a huge win, a run rule victory, and you get to meet Shane Beamer. How about it? That's that's like uh you hit the hit the lottery as a Gamecock fan last night. Uh, Tucker, yeah, you lose two when you're out in Omaha. Yeah, it's a double elimination tournament. <clears throat> until you get to the, f- the the final, which is a best-of-three series. So, I mean, it's still at that point. Double elimination, if you think about it. But, um, yeah. Double elimination. People are saying, is that Ethan Petrie? Petrie? I mean, he didn't confirm that he wasn't Ethan Petrie, although he did say he sat in the suite. So, but maybe that, maybe that was just to throw us off. I don't know. Gamecocks 11, what about the commentators last night talking about their clothes getting suspended for four games? I get their point. They talked about it for 30 minutes. I, yeah, we, we did not actually have the sound on, uh, which was kind of unfortunate. But whatever, it is what it is. We didn't have the sound on last night at Carolina Alehouse Fort Mill, which, again, I, I did not think Gamecock fans would mind. Or, you know, the people in attendance would mind too much because to your point, Gamecocks 11, very few times do fans watch a game and... Not, and this is not just a Gamecock fan thing. I feel like this is just a fan thing. Very few times do fans watch a game and not complain about the play, the play by play people. I, it's just it's inevitable. It's inevitable. So, um, but yeah, no, I I uh, I did not, I did not uh, catch that. So, I mean, it is a big storyline in the series, but yeah, definitely, if you beat a dead horse, it's uh. Yeah. Anyways, guys, 8-4-3-7-9-0-3-3-7-7. Really, really cool comments from Michael Braswell to the game last night. He said, "Quote: There's nothing like Founders Park when it's packed out. No one comes into Founders and beats us. That's our mindset." So, really, really cool stuff from Michael Braswell. And uh, you know, you you just—it's a team. Listen, playing with a lot of confidence. Playing with a swagger, playing with an edge. That's what you want. That's what you want. So um, that's what you want. I mean, it's 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 great to see, man. It's fun to watch. It's it's wild because I don't think any of us saw this. Nobody, let me put it this way, nobody saw this coming. Not not this type of performance this season. And it's uh it's it's just such a blast. I mean, we said this after game one against LSU, and and I feel the same way today. It's it's just it's incredible. It's incredible. Uh, let's see. Six foot eight, Wofford transfer. BJ Mack is taking his official visit to the Gamecocks this weekend. That'd be a big pickup. That'd be a big pickup for sure. Very nice. Lamont Paris. Let him cook. Mm. Coleman Hall, thankful for Monty Lee for sure. Flowers and shout-out to Kingston for that hire. I mean, you got to give a lot of credit, yeah, to Kingston. A lot of credit for, for I would really say, Coleman, putting the, putting the ego aside enough. Putting the ego aside enough to make that hire, I think it's, it's, you know, you got to give Kingston a tip of the cap for sure. Dave Garrett, has anybody been worse than Oral Hersheiser? You hate, you hate Oral Hersheiser, Dave? I, I don't mind him. I don't mind. Although, I will say, I can understand why you would say that because in the 2010 College World Series, he was not so subtly pulling for UCLA. Not so subtly at all. He's a West Coast guy for sure. He's a West Coast guy for sure. Austin says he hired his replacement. Maybe, my friend. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe so. Let's see. I just tweeted something. It's insane the amount of disrespect that Juice Wells gets because there was a tweet from PFF College, which Anthony Treish, right? I don't, I can't believe he didn't. He didn't say anything about this. Who is the best returning receiver not named Marvin Harrison Jr.? This is the list of guys. Johnny Wilson from Florida State. Malik Neighbors from LSU. Emeka Egbuka from Ohio State. Xavier Worthy from Texas. And Rome Odunzi, however you say his last name, from Washington. How is Juice Wells not on that list, though? Like, I, I just don't, like, It's just crazy to me that he doesn't get more love. I, I don't know. Keep sleeping, I guess. I keep sleeping, I guess. Braddock, did Sherbert say anything about Nichols? Sorry if I missed this earlier. If he did, he, he did not. You know, Braddock, I, I didn't bring it up just because it's something that's on their paid message board, and it's something that I, I don't. I, I hate to speculate about an injury. You know what I'm saying? Like it's already kind of a sensitive topic, so I. I'll just say this, Braddock. You're probably wondering what's going on with Jalen Nichols. The early prognosis does not look good. Does not look conducive to him playing football this year. It just it doesn't flat out. It does not. Will something else come out different? We shall see. But based off what the conversations I've had with JC, I just I didn't feel like there was a whole lot a lot of reason to to ask JC, because I mean, I could just tell you guys based off combos I've had with him and uh, what have you, it it does not look good for Jalen Nichols. It doesn't. So we'll, we'll wait for official word. Maybe the original pro or the, the the initial prognosis is a little bit more severe than it actually was, but it doesn't appear to be, it's not good news. I don't don't think it's going to be good news. It's, it's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. Um it is. It's very unfortunate, but it's got to keep moving. Uh, again, is is uh all you can do is keep your fingers crossed and hope that it's not as bad as as we think it is. So um let's see Guys, I'm going to appreciate you all tuning in. Big one tonight. Big one, big one tonight at Founders Park. Great chance to lock down the series, man. Great chance to lock down the series. Um, let's see. Mabry NAR26. Heard he was out for the year per sources. Yeah. Again, it's it, I, I don't think it's going to be good news. <laughs> that way. I don't, I don't think it's going to be good news. I don't know when that would come out. Uh, I don't know. I don't know when that would come out, but I don't think it's going to be good news. Our good friend Brad Crawford dropped his 23 most explosive offenses heading into the 2023 season. (laughs) And uh, Southern Cal, number one. Washington, second. How about that? Uh, Other notables. Let's see. Other notables. You got Tennessee at 8th. Georgia at 10th. Bama, 13th. Clemson at 16th. The Gamecocks are nowhere to be found. Ole Miss at 18th. And then North Carolina, week one opponent at 22nd. So, which, I mean, again, I, I, that that list doesn't phase me at all because, you know, to Coleman's point, to Coleman's point, if you take away the amazing UT game, South Carolina was by no means great offensively. Our quarterback threw 12 TDs and 12 picks. Hard to be seen as an elite wide receiver with that kind of offense. You're talking about Juice Wells. and And, and also hard to be seen as, like, one of the most dynamic offenses or explosive heading into the season where – I mean, South Carolina on offense right now, you got Spencer Rattler, Juice Wells, and Trey Knox. And I think those are guys you're hanging your hat on is like, okay, we expect all three of those to have really, really good seasons. Outside of that, it's a mystery. Outside of that, it's a mystery. And to Austin's point, five of six, or I think is it four of five? I'm going to say four of five. You lose four of your top five receivers from a year ago. Or five of six. I forget which number is right. But you lose a lot, right? You lose a lot. Juice is the only guy, right? In regards to numbers, Xavier Leguette, of course, comes back, but he only had like 180 yards receiving, which is crazy because he burst on the scene late last year. But for the most of the year, he wasn't a guy for us. So can he be a guy more consistently? But there's just a lot of questions, man. I mean, outside of, again, Juice, Wells, and Trey Knox, who still hasn't even played a snap for us, Who are the guys on offense? I mean, there's questions all over. Running back's a question. O-line's a question. Wide receiver two's a question. Spencer Rattler's consistency's a question. So, um, you know, there, there are certainly question marks all over the place. There are certainly question marks all over the place. Great stuff all week, guys. Truly, I appreciate y'all tuning in all week long. TDC's been rocking and rolling. Uh, Next week will be a bit of a different schedule. Due to travel, I I don't really want to do this. I I hate to not do TDC on Thursday because, again, I just love doing it. But even with moving the show up 10 to 12, I I don't think that would work out, guys, because it's a four-hour ride to Myrtle Beach and we got to get into the Airbnb first and everything and get settled and situated. So um, probably no TDC. Let's just just go ahead and say, let's just go ahead and say no TDC Thursday or Friday of next week because, again, we're going to Myrtle Beach, travel involved. There's just no way to do it. So no TDC Thursday or Friday, and then there will be no TDC the entire following week, basically, until Friday because I will be going on a cruise <laughs> with the family. So, looking forward to that, but uh Monday through Wednesday next week will be normal. Monday through Wednesday and we got no midweek game next week. How about that? No midweek game. Right? We come off of this series and uh there will not be another game Cox baseball game until next Friday, so a week from today. Um Let's see, baseball, no midweek contest. It'll be Auburn coming to town next weekend. Not to look past, obviously, the the rest of the series, but. Gators tonight at 7 o'clock, SEC Network Plus. I know some folks, by the way, were having I mean, last, last night from what I saw, from what I saw, the crowd was electric. Rowdy Roosters showed up, showed out. Hey, they didn't need me to to, to to say anything. Gamecock fans are as passionate as any in college sports. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the the crowd, I mean, it looked – and Mark Kingston and company, and, of course, Michael Braswell says it after the game, but Mark Kingston making the point of when they went to three, two counts. You just knew. Like, I knew watching it on TV, I was like, he's about to throw ball for that. There's just – there's no way this dude with a look on his face is about to make a pitch. There ain't no damn way. There ain't no damn way. So – Keith, we've heard nothing on Cassis. We've heard nothing on Cassis, Keith. Uh, I would imagine you probably won't know about Cassis until they drop the lineup at 530. You, you just, I don't think they're going to drop anything before that, Keith. So, if he's in the lineup, he's healthy. If he's not, or he's healthy enough. If he's not in the lineup, then we know, right? So, um, Kingston said last night, Keith, it was TBD. They didn't have a, they didn't have an update, a solid update on on whether he could go or not. So, Austin Greer with the with the prediction of the century. We might stink, or we might be good. Good point, Austin. <laughs> Very good point. Uh, Michael, and I'm optimistic about these tight ends and wide receivers, the size and speed, and we actually have depth. It's just unproven. I mean, I, I'm optimistic too, Michael. But to Bruin Nation's point, we expected Rattler, Lloyd, and Bell to light it up last year. It never happened. I, I mean, that's why I think it's it's good to temper expectations just a little bit. Just because in sports, man, in college sports, in Gamecock sports especially, sometimes the damnedest shit happens and you have no idea why, right? You have no idea. We spent all preseason last year getting hyped up about the offense, crazy this and crazy that. And obviously, like, you don't want to go into a season negative doom and gloom. But I think it's also healthy to not be getting ahead of yourself thinking we're going to score 40 a game. I I just – you know, you've got a lot of question marks, an OC who's never called a play in college, an OC who's never called plays for a successful offense. You know, I gotta see it. I mean, I went on Mac and Bone. I went on Mac and Bone, <clears throat> Mac and Bone <clears throat> earlier this week, and they asked me about Dowell Loggins, and I straight up told them, "Listen, it's still a question mark, right? I mean, it is. I don't care what you saw in the spring game. It's it's, it's it'd be it'd be absurd to." insinuate otherwise that it's not a question mark it's absolutely a question mark when you got a guy who has no college experience like we don't know i mean it's a blank slate it's a blank canvas that's awesome but it is it is a question mark at minimum at minimum are there reasons i think to be excited sure but it's a question mark Bruin nation says find some joy slap Nick. i hear you my guy i hear you find some joy brian alexander who expected this from our baseball team the answer is nobody. I mean, maybe a few people here and there on Twitter who was try- who were trying to be bold and make these crazy takes. Nobody actually expected this. Nobody did. Nobody expected this. I mean, it's I expected guys this team to be much better. I really did, and I admittedly went conservative. Admittedly, went conservative in the preseason on my predictions. I, I did. I went conservative because I was in show me mode. Right, show me. I think this team can be a lot better. I think this team can hit, but show me. I was in show-me mode, right? And I even said in the preseason, hey, if this team doesn't win, it's not because of a lack of talent. That's for sure. It's not because of a lack of talent. There's plenty of talent on this ball club. But to see what we're seeing right now, at this level, nobody saw this coming, man. Nobody saw this coming. It's, I mean, it's been, you know, I, I think labeling as a as a labeling it as a dream season right now, that might be a little bit aggressive. Maybe so, because again, job's not finished. Job ain't finished, right? The job ain't finished. But to this point, it's it's been a hell of a ride. I mean, it's just been unreal. It's it's almost like hard to fathom. I mean, I, I don't know if they hand this award out, by the way, but if there's an award for comeback team of the year, I mean, dude, let me ask you this. And again, we're not done yet. But if the season continues on the trajectory that we see it going, let's just say Carolina's a top eight national seed. I don't care if they're one or their eight, but they're a top eight national seed. Could you not make the argument that Mark Kingston deserves coach of the year? I mean, whether you want to say it's all Monty Lee's doing, dude, no matter what, he's the head coach of this team. You could argue he's the freaking coach of the year taking a team that went 27 and 28 last year and doing what they're doing now i think you could absolutely make that argument let's finish the thing out first let's finish it off the right way i'm not trying to crown anybody early i'm just saying it's going that way and like the turnaround we've seen from last year to this year it's unreal i mean it's it's just flat out unreal it's unreal Guys, that being said, let's go ahead and jump into another break. On the side, I want to continue to hear from you more, of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. to get your questions, comments, calls. eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven 3377 That's 843 Rumination Rubination breaking. NCAA passes rule. No more stopped clocks after a first down per sources. Coming from Dennis Dodd. Is that right? Let's see. Dennis Dodd, CBS. Here we go. Breaking for the first time since 1968. Clocks will no Longer stop on a first down in NCAA games. PROP approves rule changes for all, except surprisingly Division III, which pushed back. Wow. So that starts this year. Clocks will run after first downs and comfortable with NCAA set to change half-century-old rule Friday. Really. It feels, like, really unnecessary, I guess, you know? Like, I I don't, I don't, I don't know. I I don't really get why. Um, I mean, do do we feel like college football games are too long? I I mean, honestly, do, do do we feel like college football games are too long? Weird. Okay, so so no more stock clocks. So you can no longer late in a game, like, depend on that. You can't depend on that. I'll tell you what, hey, listen, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you one thing this is going to do. Time management and clock management is going to be, I mean, it was already a point of emphasis for these college coaches. Even more so now, like, people who don't know how to manage a clock, manage the time, They are going to be exposed, my friend. People who don't know how to manage timeouts, like, you're going to have to be a lot more strategic now because you get late in game, and guess what? First down's not stopping the clock no more. First down's not stopping the clock. But what's so silly about, like, this rule change, I just, who are these people complaining that college football games are too long? Like, where are they at? Do you see them? Because I don't. I've, I've, never, I've never had anyone come into this show and comment, Chris, you know what's really bothering me? These college football games are just too darn long, man. I was inside of williams Bryce Stadium for far too long. I was at Neyland Stadium, Sanford Stadium, whatever SEC team. I was at the stadium for far too long. Who is saying that? Nobody's saying that. You only get 12 games a year anyways. You only get seven, maybe six home games a year. I think fans would sit through the games if they were seven hours long because you only get a couple of them a year. I, weird, weird. I, I'm sure there's a reason that maybe I don't understand or haven't seen of why they're doing this, but there are no college football fans that are out there clamoring for this. No, nobody needs the games to speed up. Nobody needs a shorter college football game experience. Nobody does. Nobody does. And to the point that I see in the comments, I agree. If you want to make games shorter, stop reviewing replays that are obvious for 10 minutes. Stop doing that. Stop reviewing every little thing as well. I just don't get it. Again, I've never heard a college football fan say, you know what? Games are too long. We're getting too much college football. Let's let's shorten it up a little bit. It's absurd. That's absolutely absurd. I don't know. I, I, like, I don't know what it does. I, what, what does that do? I, what, what does that rule change do? I, I, who does that help? You know what I mean? Who does that help? Who does that help? I, I I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't, like, who are the people that are on board with that? Why does that even come up? Do they feel that retention rate is low for some Like, I, I just, it feels weird. It feels weird.
4: Feels weird. I don't know. Thank you, Ruin Nation, for bringing it to my attention.
1: Anyways, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three thats is here on this Friday, over the 21st, 2023. Great stuff. According to ESPN Analytics, which mean nothing. (laughs) The most likely college football playoff field. Ohio State, Texas, Bama, and Georgia. I tell you this, for ratings, that would do great. Those are four huge brands. That would do great. Oh, let's see. Colton Carnell. Some people just hate fun. You're right. Some people just hate fun. Look at umpires. Some people just hate fun. Gavin, do you see? Do you foresee Beamer going after anyone in the portal? Like we've talked about, Gavin, I think the edge position and the running back position, offensive line as well. They've already offered somebody. Uh, I think the guy from what Tulsa at the offensive line. Cade says we have a top five class as of now. <clears throat> However, do you foresee us finishing with a top ten class when it's all said and done for twenty twenty four? I think so. yes. I, 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 I would be surprised at this point with all this early momentum, and there's still so many big fish out there. I'd be surprised if we don't finish in the top ten class. I really would. this is this is on pace to be the best class in school history. I don't really know how to pronounce your username, my guy, if among the D's says, do you see the FBI for South kind of this upcoming season? I think it was like five and a half, six and a half wins a lot. Yeah, we talked about this earlier in the week, my friend. chance they give the Gamecocks to make a bowl game this season. It's just flat-out absurd. It's flat-out absurd. Jeff, Gulledge TV is making it shorter, so they get more games on TV. I mean, they already get games on TV. How, How many more can you get on TV? How many more games can you get on television? If that's what it's truly about, that's also very silly. That's just very, Very silly. Anyways, guys, would love to hear from you all. Twitter's such a fun place, isn't it? It's such a fun place. It's so wild because I'm sure there's some of you that are tuned into here that are on Facebook, maybe even YouTube, Twitch, whatever. But there's people that don't have Twitter. And so I always wonder, I'm like, those people must just be like, what is going on on that app? You know? What craziness is taking place? And of course, we see more of it this morning as I wake up in a Florida Gators account—not just any Florida Gators account—in all kinds of weather.com. Thirty-one point two thousand followers is demonizing the Gamecocks fan base, and the tweet says, "I'm gonna give South Carolina fans one more chance." to be normal human beings tonight. I don't mind to mock gator chomps. That's fair game. To the victor, go to the spoils. Just don't put your hands on other people, block their way to the exits to get in their face, or drop racial slurs. Well, first off, the racial slurs didn't happen last night. He was alluding to something that apparently happened in like 2017. But I'll say this. If you're at a game and there are fans being reckless, and it it happens at every school, there, there's a portion of every fan base that stinks, right? It Just bottom line. Just because you're a fan, like, I think where some people get it twisted, and even those in the Gamecocks fan base get this twisted, that, listen, just because you're a Gamecock fan, it doesn't make you a good person. There's a lot of shitheads in this fan base. I mean, there just are. There are shitheads in this fan base. They also exist in the Florida fan base, Georgia, Tennessee, Clem sucks. Like, every single one of them. Bama, every single one of them has obnoxious, annoying fans. Every single one. And so if you if you go to social media, if I woke up today and said, I believe Tennessee fans are the worst, I could go to social media and find plenty of commentary and seek out replies that will support my thoughts and support my narrative. If I woke up and I said, Alabama fans are the worst, well, I could do the exact same thing. Go to social media, make a claim, or or or, or say, why are they the worst? And I'd find plenty of narratives and, and support to my claim. Go down the list every team. Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, South Carolina, Missouri. Hell, Kentucky! Kentucky. Had one of my buddies went to the game last year, South Carolina, Kentucky, Lexington. He said, most hostile fans I've ever dealt with. It's everywhere, dude. It's everywhere. So to go to social media and, like, dude. If you're having this much of an issue at a game, there's security at the game. There's security at the game. Go to the security. They're not going to condone it. Hell, we know it. They're they're more than happy. The yellow coats are more than happy to toss gamecock fans from Founders Park. We know this. And I simply made the point this morning of I'm a proponent of heckling. Bro, I love heckling. I've gotten in trouble with the Gamecocks fan base before for encouraging heckling. And I don't really give a damn because heckling's a part of baseball. It is. Hey batter, 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 batter a swing, batter, batter. That's it. It goes all the way back to those days. Like it's it's a it's a part of the game. But the art of heckling, right? Obviously, there's like and this happened we we felt this example a couple of years ago. And I'm sure you all remember it. I'm sure you all recall it when I wrote the article about but ahead of the South Carolina, Clemson Sucks Baseball Series. This was, what, 2020? Wrote the article. RIP Clemson's right fielders, right? And what I did not realize, you know, when I, when I put the bios of Clemson players in there is that, like, I gave people on social media way too much credit. I gave and that was my fault. I was early on in my tenure, but I in my career I gave the end consumer way too much credit because I, I I just it's crazy to me that you have to say that yeah, I mean when you heckle don't make don't 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 throw racial slurs at people. Hey, when you heckle don't you know don't make fun of someone for having a a uh, you know a, a, a mentally challenged relative,
0: Or,
1: or whatever it is, like there are obviously certain things that are over the line. Like the fact you have to specify that is nuts to me. And so, of course, I felt the wrath of you. Oh, you're encouraging heckling of this, and it's like, no, it's just included in a guy's bio. I didn't know that I had to like draw a circle around it and say, hey, don't don't use this. This is not fair game for heckling. I think I had no idea how to do that, but I learned my lesson and that the. Sometimes, the end consumer, you've got to hold their hand and, 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 you know, you got to leave no room for misinterpretation. But anyways, if all that's happ- happening, if people are putting their hands on you, blocking your way out of the exits, like, that security is there. Just go to them. Yeah, they've got numbers you can text, all that stuff. I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. I, it's just the art of heckling, man. There's good, fun heckling that can take place that, you know. And if they don't like it, then so be it. To hell with them. Whatever. Heckling's part of it. They'd heckle us if we were in Gainesville. So, Eric, last night, the yellow coat in left field was below the bleachers was heckling the Florida pitcher all game. I love it. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Uh recess can confirm Lexington is hostile. Yeah. I mean, I, I just say, though, that, you know, I I, I I certainly don't condone any of, like, heckling, taking it past the point of where it's, like, fun banter, fun heckling. I, I certainly don't condone it, but heckling's a part of it, man. Hey, dude, we talked about it. Florida in 2021, we got under their skin so bad. You saw that again. Like, I, I think Florida, I don't know what it is. The Gators hate playing in Founders Park. I don't know what it is. I mean, they haven't won a game at Founders Park since 2019. And I don't recall what the result of that series is, but I I doubt it went very well. Let's see. Um, so, wait, hold on. Because 2019 Gamecocks baseball, they were also at Florida that year? feels when is the hold on when let's see and yeah the 2020 season didn't happen 2021 we were at home right 2022 we're at their place so when's the last time we played them at home cuz this 2019 saying we were at florida i thought we would have had them at home I, i'm very confused now Maybe maybe my guy Brendan can do some research. He's normally on top of these kind of things. I don't know. Anyways. We got somebody bringing up Georgia Southern games. They're, they're bad. It's, dude, it's just everywhere, man. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. But, but anyways, to the point that, uh boy, Gamecock Twitter is running with, I mean, they are all over this, dude, this, uh, This in all kinds of weather guy, he's getting, as you, and then, and then of course, and then of course, of course, our guy, Mark Ryan jumps in, you know, it's like clockwork. It's like clockwork. Mm-mm-mm. Anyways, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. That's eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Let's see. Mark, what's going on, Mark Craft? Yes, how about the Yardcocks? Incredible game last night, truly. What a night at Founders Park. Place was rocking, place was packed. Uh, You knew the Rowdy Roosters would show up, show out, do their thing. And, um, yeah. Chad Goblin, Lexington High School baseball fan in the 90s, North Augusta. We would play there. They had a group of grown men down first base line with cigars, heckling bad from home to past the dugout. Dude, it happens even in high school, man. It happens even in high school. So, representing the NA, man, go Jackets. Yeah, it's awesome. That's awesome. Chad Godwin chiming in, man. It's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, we did. I'll never forget, dude. I'll never forget. I'll never forget. What what year was it? Was it uh, yes, yeah, sophomore year. My sophomore year of high school. This is oh seven. We took on. So, that season, we made it all with the state title. Took on Hartsville. They had Jordan Lyles, who pitched in the big leagues. He shoved it up our you-know-what. Uh, anyways, we played, I think it was, it would have been lower, upper state, upper state semifinals or whatever the hell, in the playoffs. We went to, and you know what? Chase will get a kick out of this. We went to Boiling Springs. Bro, those students, those fans were relentless. I mean, they were relentless. And we beat them on their home field. Beat them on their home field. Dude, but their fans, holy shit. Their fans were relentless. And we were we were talking uh we had our guys talking smack to their fans, their students, as we were like leaving the stadium. So yeah. <laughs> what a time. Again, my I know my guy Chase, I think he's a Boiling Springs guy. I know he'll get a kick out of that, but those fans were brutal, dude. <laughs> those fans are brutal. Uh, we got a question here from Jacob Heckling's part of the game. What point do we deem it as slap dick? Again, when you cross a line, and I think it's just a common sense thing, bro. I think it's. I really believe it's common sense. I think it's common sense um, when you when you cross a line that's that's personal. That's you know that's yeah. That, there's just a line that's you know, that should not be crossed, so. Anyways, guys, again, appreciate y'all. Thank y'all so much for the continued love. We've had a great week in all facets. The merchandise side of the business, the podcast, the live show, social media, everything in between, man. It's incredible. Um, Content's rocking and rolling, and, Love what's going on in the diamond, man. I mean, again, you guys know I'm a huge, huge baseball guy. So to see so to see this team doing what we're doing and having the type of season we are, man, it's it's a it's a dream come true. I mean, it really is. It really is. And I just think back to how much fun I had in 2021 when the Yard Cox hosted a you know, I say hosted a regional, but you know, we had postseason baseball at founders, how much fun that was. And just can't wait for more of it here soon. Uh, Guys, that being said, one final break, and then we will close this thing out on the other side. More of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, final 15 minutes or so here in The Daily Crow. Appreciate you all tuning in. A quick update, by the way, on the clock stuff. The three clock changes that passed and will be implemented this season. Number one, no consecutive timeouts. I'm fine with that. Number two, no untimed down at the end of the first quarter or third quarter. Again, no big deal. The third one's the big one. The clock runs after first downs, but here's An update on it, I did not realize this. It runs on first downs except inside of two minutes and a half. So, leading up to halftime, end of game, that will still be the same. So, inside of two minutes and a half, inside of two minutes and a half, the clock will stop after a first down. Otherwise, though, it is a continuous running clock. That's going to shorten games a lot. I mean, that really, I mean, you think about it. I mean, you think about how often the clock would stop after you got a, every time, after you got a first down, Stop every time. That's going to shorten games. I mean, there's no question it's going to shorten games. But end of game will be the same. That's just really interesting, though. I, I just, again, to the point we made earlier, I just don't understand who is out there clamoring. God, we've just, we got way too much college football. Way too much. Way too much college football. God. Got to cut down on that college football. I don't know Who, who's saying that. Who's saying that?
4: Let's see.
1: For the first time since 1968. Wow. Going to be an exciting night tonight, guys, at Founders Park. I'm sure it'll be packed yet again. The Rowdy Roosters will flood it. Here we go. Let's jump to the phone lines. Chad, what's up, man? How are you?
3: Hey, Chris, I was looking at the amount of money South Carolina spends on recruiting compared to Georgia and all the other schools. But what we've done this year, the amount of money we spend, I think we've done a great job. But do you think we need to close the gap to get where they're at? I know a lot comes from them going to California. I saw Georgia spent $4.5 million, I believe part of that is the helicopter they bought. So tell me what you think about that. Does it doesn't matter what you spend
1: I mean, I think to say that it doesn't matter at all would be—that'd be inaccurate. Um, Do you need to spend four point five million like Georgia did, or three million like A and M did? I I don't think you necessarily do. But um, you know, I'm not ever going to sit here and say that making a financial commitment towards recruiting would be a bad investment. Um, You know, whatever I would say this, whatever they're doing is working. So I don't know how much I would advise them to change it up. But, uh, I mean, certainly it, it is interesting, right, when those numbers come out. I'm looking at them right now. Uh, the Gamecocks were 10th in the SEC at $1.1 million. I mean, schools like Missouri, Arkansas, Ole Miss are spending more than Carolina based off those numbers. So um, I, I'm never going to say it's, it's going to be a bad investment, right? If you're going to spend money, spend money on recruiting. But why is that number where it is? I don't know. I, I really, honestly, my friend, I don't, like. I it's it's crazy to me to think Georgia spent three times as much as you did. Like, what are they spending it on? I don't know. I don't well, I
3: think know. they bought the helicopter. They bought Kirby the helicopter, They not the least. I think that's where okay. that big spending came from. Right. And that's what JC Herb, uh, Herbert said. My next question is: How far are we lacking in NIL compared to the other SEC programs and the Big Ten? Mm-hmm. Uh, are we middle of the pack? Because I really can't find anywhere w- what it shows. So, w- what do you think we are in the NIL and the money? And yeah. and do we want those players that want that $800,000?
1: Well, I mean, I-, I think Park Avenue puts South Carolina in a good position. Uh, I'll say that first. I don't think the Gamecocks are lacking necessarily. I mean, are they up there with the maybe the Georgias or the A&Ms or some of the, the top dogs right now in the NIL space? Uh, Not necessarily, but I I think South Carolina is improving. So I I think we're in a good position. The Gamecocks have the infrastructure. When you look at what Garnet Trust is doing, Carolina Rise is doing, Park Avenue is doing, and coming together, those collectives. I mean, I I think South Carolina is in a good spot. Um, You know, I thought it was really interesting. I actually listened to the the conversation, and Michael Bratton that SEC podcast does a great job. He had Shannon Terry on his show that is the, you know, owner, founder of On3. He started 24-7 Rivals. He's like the the, the G in this space, basically, or in the space, if you will, with the recruiting website, stuff like that. But anyways, On3 is heavily focused on NIL. And what I thought was so fascinating, he said that, you know, 14% of the money from the collectives, like based off, I guess, their research and what have you, only 14% of it is going to recruiting prospects. 86% is going to players on the current roster and just keeping your roster intact. So it's pretty wild when you think about how that money's being, being devied up, if you will. And I, and I think to your point about, are we going to be able to or do we want to, do we want to bring in guys that want 800,000 or whatever that number is for you, whatever the, the figure is where you feel like it's asking a bit too much. I mean, I think that's on Shane Beamer and just like what type of value they, they see with the player. I mean, if, you, if it's a guy like Nicholas Harbor, I'd probably say it's a no-brainer you give that guy that type of figure. But you know, when, when it's not and it's a, a certain four-star or a highly touted three star or what have you, I think that's something you got to really look at it almost like from the business owner mentality, from the general manager mentality, like a like a pro sports mentality and weigh, you know, do a cost analysis and and risk reward and and you know your budget and your salary cap. I mean I know people don't like to hear that, but it's it's kind of where we're at, you know what I mean? When you have limited spin. So I think all in all, though, I think the Gamecocks are in a good space. I mean, again, the infrastructure's there. You've got a very committed fan base. Again, you've got Carolina Rise, Garnet Trust, Park Avenue all in place. And so I don't think South Carolina is playing second fiddle, really, to anybody in that NIL space from infrastructure. Now it's just about building up, you know, through fundraising, through different channels, if you will. Um, but I think when it comes to NIL opportunities for players, I mean, I, I think South Carolina is as good as any out there.
3: One more question before we hit the five-minute mark. Uh, Torian Gray, how long can you keep him before somebody tries to pick him up as a DC?
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I, Do you think because yeah.
3: of what Shane Bean was doing in the family environment, does he stay longer because of that? That's the one thing Dabo did. He kept mm. his coaches.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think, I think to think he hasn't already been poached would probably be inaccurate, right? I, I think, uh, let's see. I think he just hung up. Okay. That's, uh, I promise I didn't hang up on you if that just happened. Either way, though, Torian Gray. Torian Gray, um, fantastic. I mean, I think you could definitely tell him as the best defensive backs coach in all of college football. I, I would assume he's probably already been contacted by other schools. But to his point, to what the caller just said, that, you know, Shane Beamer has built a culture and is continuing to build a culture where, you know, unless it was maybe like a dream job scenario or the perfect opportunity, like, Guys aren't as anxious to leave and go elsewhere, right? Like, you're in a great position. Torian Torian Gray's in a great position at South Carolina. It's like, why would you want to leave? But, you know, I'll say this. If you have coaches on your staff that are being poached by other schools, for example, Justin Steph, it wasn't, you know, quite not so subtly was was poached by the Florida Gators. They wanted him. That's a good thing. Like, it means you have good coaches. You don't want a staff full of coaches that – nobody wants, because that would mean maybe your coaches aren't all that great. Right. You, you, I mean, look at Alabama, right? Their coaches are getting hired year after year, but they have great coaches. They have great coaches who are producing. And so to be in that position is, is it, it is a positive. And the fact that those guys are staying at South Carolina is also a huge positive. So staff continuity, I think is a big deal. That's why you hope Dowell logins will obviously work. Um, But, you know, the fact that Shane Beamer's hit on two of his three coordinators with Clayton White and Pete Limbo to this point, um, it's a great thing. It's a great thing. So, a guy like Torian Gray, I mean, it's hard to predict. Will he be here forever? Probably not. Uh, Is he going to get an opportunity to be a defensive coordinator? I don't know. And if he does, I mean, it'd probably be hard to turn it down, especially if it's at a good school. But I I don't see him leaving in the near future. By all accounts, Torian Gray loves where he's at. He loves working for Shane Beamer. And, I mean, things are going pretty well. So, I, I would say, I mean, I would say, by being at South Carolina and the success they've had, Torian Gray's stock has only gone up. So I would have to imagine he's he's thoroughly enjoying his experience and probably doesn't want to dip out anytime soon. Just just my two cents, really. Um James Kendall, LSU's not on the list. I'm pretty sure it's not capturing everything. I mean, yeah, who knows? Who who knows what it's missing, how much it's capturing, whatever. But, uh, I mean, here's the thing, man. As long as recruiting is going well, like, hey, maybe we're just, maybe Shane Beamer's ahead of the game and he's being so much more efficient than anybody else with, with recruiting spend. And he doesn't need to spend $4 million. Awesome. That's great. I mean, again, I I look at that four point five million, and I know they bought a helicopter, but you're like, what in the like A and M spending three million, like what what are you spending it on? I mean, what are you spending it on? So, I don't know. I I don't think it's a perfect science to say that like, well, if we spend more, we'll get better results. I, I don't think it's a perfect science. I just say that. So. Uh, anyways, guys, appreciate all the calls. We've had some different callers today, which I really like, which I really, really like. Really cool stuff. Um, and it's always fun to get, like, first-time callers, new callers, if you will. It's always a lot of fun. It's always a lot of fun, for sure. Guys, again, thank you all for the love and support. Uh, it's it's always, too, it's always interesting on these weekends where we don't have Gamecocks baseball on Sunday. It's always, uh,
4: yeah.
1: It's always cool. Let's see. Okay. Tim Fulbright, why not just put in a two-minute warning? That's a great point. That's a great point, yeah. I don't know, though, man. I, I, I like college being separate from NFL. I, I, I don't want college football to more closely resemble the NFL. I, I'm not, I don't, I don't want that. I don't think anybody wants that. I really don't think anybody wants that at all. So, um, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it truly. You know what I mean? Jacob E says, Texas spent 280 grand for the Arch Manning & Company recruiting weekend. I guess they are putting tons of those together. That's wild. That's wild. That's wild is what that is. That's just nuts. That's absolutely nuts, my friend. Uh, let's see, guys. I, I By the way, I just wanted to make this... I don't know if I need to make an announcement, but... Uh, as you all know, I have not been to a single baseball game this season. And contrary to what some slapdicks say on Twitter, I'm not banned from the stadium. I I am absolutely able to go to any game I want to. Um, and I'm targeting that Tennessee series, the final one, either Friday or Saturday. I'm, I'm targeting that series. So... Targeting that series as the game, like, will we go to multiple games? We'll see. But I am targeting that series Friday, Saturday of Tennessee. I'm also, guys, I I really want to go to, and the plan is to go to Hoover for the SEC tournament. I I think that would be a blast. That would be a lot of fun going to that. You know, it's it's kind of a, I'm trying to figure out right now because the live stream watch-alongs do so well. And so I'm like, You know, I could just not go to Hoover and literally do a live stream watch along and draw a great crowd. And, like, again, guys, as I've told you all before, like, I think to myself now, is it necessary to do that? But I don't know. There will be baseball attendance. I mean, you go to Omaha, we'll we'll be there. The Daily Crow will be live from Omaha, which will be an absolute electric factory. I mean, you all know that. But, um, yeah, anyways, just you'll see TSUS at Founders Park very soon. Very, very soon, I promise you. Guys, that being said, we're about to hit 2 o'clock again. Thank y'all so much for the continued love and support. Check out the podcast, the podcast version of this show, which is on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. All those that tune into the audio, by the way, those that hear the sound of my voice that maybe you don't tune in live, you just tune in to the audio side of things. Thank you so much. I mean, truly, I appreciate it. I'm so grateful that folks find value in that. Um, of course, stay tuned to all the content, guys. Content, bleeding out the eyeballs, what we cover in the game tonight, tomorrow, all that good stuff. And uh, you all know how we roll, man. Content rocking and rolling. Again, guys, thank you all so much for another successful week from the podcast, the Daily Crow, the merch, social media, and everything in between. Another week in the books. Truly appreciate you all. Guys, have a great weekend. Go Cox, beat Florida. Let's finish the freaking job tonight. Horrid night to be a Gator. And with that being said, I will bid you adieu. Guys, thank you all so much. Appreciate you. Have a great weekend. We will talk to you all on Monday.
4: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat.